Jesus' name. Amen and amen. How many people are contributing tonight? Yes. One, two, three, four, five. Good. Let's do that. Six. I always forget uh, Sister Simon there. Let's put our hands together for everybody. Guess what? I'm going to give you one more minute. You know, time is fast spent, and I know that you all have good news to share tonight. Amen. So, who is number one? One more minute. A timekeeper. Let's go to about timekeeper. Yes. One more minute, please. Let, let's be very strict to this. Just say what you can say. If someone has said what you want to say, if you want to brush over it, maybe you have an understanding. Let's go through it in a very good way. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Last Tuesday, mommy took us through Isaiah 64. Verse 1 talks about the mountain of God. God descending. Oh, the last the last time we met here. Amen. Thank you, mommy. Amen. Yeah, the last time we had our Bible study, Mommy took us through Isaiah 64. So verse 1 talks about the mountain trembling. That sort of just uh, reminded me of Exodus chapter 19, verses 16 to 20, when God came down upon Mount Sinai and said, with lightning, trembling, and all that, the mountain shook. So you can compare that to what happened then. It said, the Lord descended on Mount Sinai. Then verse 4 talks about God acting on the behalf of those who who sort of wait for him. So there are times we might have challenges in our lives, but as long as we remain faithful, God will surely come and meet us at the point of our every need. Praise the Lord. Verse 7 talks about God hiding his face from sin. So we've got to make sure we live a life that sort of brings glory and honor to God. When we live a sinful life, what happened? That cut short God's glory being revealed in our life because God's eyes are too pure to behold iniquity. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In verses 1 to 3, Isaiah poured out desire to God for God to rend the heavens upon God's foes. So, this is what the church of the living God, every one of us, should passionately cry out today for God to rend the heavens and execute his wrath and vengeance on his foes. So, there is need for a revival prayer for God to come down in revival power. And when he does that, all the idol worshiping and godless nations of the world will tremble. So we cannot just fold up our hands and be looking. There needs to be revival prayers. And then I'll just swiftly move on. Um, then again, we ourselves should also guide against self-righteousness. Because Jesus Christ alone knows the motives behind whatever good we think we have done. See verse 6. The Israelites, or I will say the remnants, recognize this in that verse 6. So we should just, not just think that whatever we do in terms of our praises, in terms of our sacrifices, we should be very, very careful in whatever we do. And again, we should also guide, we should also not let whatever we do for God be it in our sacrifices of praises 
giving talks in speeches and deeds and prayers be polluted and mingled with things that God abhors. Human beings do fade as they live, as one of the verses in Immortal God, Invisible God says. If I phrase, you said to all life thou givest, to both great and small, it continued, we blossom and flourish as leaves on the tree. But God Almighty change yet not. Still also Isaiah 40, verses 6 to 7. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I captured, I captioned Isaiah 64 as a cry for help. And if we read the whole of the chapter, um, Isaiah consistently calls out to God for help repeatedly. But in verses um, 5 and 7, Isaiah acknowledges that sin was the thing that separates man from God. The Bible says we cannot go on sin and expect grace to abound, Romans 6.1. And apostles often made reference to the fact that when bad things continue to happen to an individual without just cause, he will need to check himself to make sure that he is not, he hasn't, he is not sinning. So to God, sin defiles, um, sorry, to God, sin, sorry, to God, sin defiles us and contaminates us. Hence the reason why the priests and the people were asked to carry out sacrifices, even in the book of Leviticus that we've been asked to read. Um, chapters 1 to 3 but yet this is not a reason to keep on oh but thank god for christ that we don't have to pay such sacrifices but this is not a reason why we should keep on sinning as Isaiah told us that god can turn his face away from us if we indeed continue to sin praise the lord Today my contribution is on Isaiah 64, verses 6, which reads, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We, shriv- we all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. We all fade as a leaf means that our sinful condition has made us weak and unstable before God, so we can't uh, stand him. And also, um, like the wind, uh, like the wind, like the wind, our sin blows us away. Means that uh, whenever we try to be closer to God, but you sin, it won't really happen because in God's presence, He, he doesn't accept sinning. Amen. At this age, if he knows about sin, when this boy is going, when he sees sins, will he not run away from sin? So parents, please bring your children. They must know about sin. Amen. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from... Sorry to interrupt you. Do you know that that young man said, praise the Lord. As I go back now. He follows the brother, isn't it? The younger wants to teach, the, uh, the older wants to teach you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Isaiah 64, verses 3, which reads, For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. The mountains shook at your presence. Earlier in this prayer, Isaiah 64 as a whole is a continuation of the prayer shown in the latter part of Isaiah 63. And earlier in this prayer, 
the Israelites remembered God's good, great work for them in the days of the Exodus. Now they call for God to do the same in their time of trouble. And they compare what they want God to do to what God has already done greatly in the times of the Israelites. For example, and the example shown here is during the time of the Exodus. It's things like in Psalm 68 verses 8. It tells us that the earth shook and the heavens poured down rain. And in Exodus 19 verses 18 it says Mount Sinai was covered with smoke. And um, eventually... God did answer the pleas of the Israelites and do what they asked him to. They did, he did save them from their um, sins. But they also needed patience, as it goes on for the sea. And we should always continue to pray that not only will God answer all our prayers, but he will give us the patience to wait for his time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Uh, my teaching is coming from verse 6 and verse um, 7. They kind of interlink with one another. Um, the reason why I say so is because in particular verse 7, it says no one calls on... It says no one calls um, on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and made us waste away because of our sins. And I thought, but in the book of Acts 2.21 says that um, it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So um, this occurred to me that at this time, I don't think that the Israelites actually know that the name of the Lord or what the name of the Lord represents. Because um, I try to understand it. Going back, it says, we need to know that what it means to call on the name of the Lord. Because when we call on the name of the Lord, it depends on our salvation by calling and confessing our sins. But not just only that. Um, calling on the name of the Lord is about obeying the word of God in faithfulness and in every area of our life and being obedient. Because if we look at Matthew 7, 21, it says that not everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we need to study the word of God and obey the scripture in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, like you can call on the name of the Lord, but you cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. When you know you want to call on the name of the Lord, make sure that you are far away from sin. You call on the name of the Lord and you hold sin with you, God will not hear you. You begin to see it when we get to the next uh, Who is the next person? That's all. Praise the Lord. So we are now going to Isaiah 65. Isaiah 64 has said it all. God is an amazing God. He's a God that do, does not uh, deal with us according to our sin. But when we continue to sin, he's not happy about it. So let's know what this scripture is telling us here tonight is that we must watch out and don't let sin overrule us. Amen. Amen. And in that 65, it talks about judgment and salvation. God is merciful. Amen. He's the one that will judge and is the one that will save us. He said, I reveal myself to those who did not ask of me. I was found by those who did not seek me. I want you to underline those words. God keep on revealing himself to us, though we do not ask of him. He keep on revealing himself to us, but we don't seek him. To a nation that did not call on my name, I said, here I am. I am. Here am I. All day long I have held out my hands to an obstinate people 
who walk in ways not good. He began to talk about the characteristics of these people that he died for. And what are their characteristics? God was describing the, the, the lifestyle of his children. And he says here, all day long I have held my hands out. So I'm obstinate people, people that are ignorant and strong-headed, who walk in ways not good, pursuing their own imaginations. These are the people that are taught, but yet they are not following God's own way. A people who continually provoke me. Are you the one that continues to provoke God? You must get yourself out of this group in the name of Jesus. So my very, they provoke God to his very face. And if God is alive, why is it that my life is like this? If God is alive, why is your own life like this? You understand what I'm saying? They do it deliberately just to put God to shame. May you not be in this class in Jesus' name. Offering sacrifices in gardens, that is, idolatry is their number one key. And burning incense on altars of brick. Who sits among the uh, graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil? Who eat the flesh of pigs? These are abomina- uh, 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 things that, that uh, God, uh, God doesn't like. Amen. And whose uh, pot hold broth of uh, impure meat? When he talks about pig here, you know, pig is a dirty animal. A lot of people, you are Christian, you come to church, you go outside there, and you begin to mix up with dirty people. People that involve themselves in dirty games, stealing, doing wicked things. They are pigs. People that sell their body, sexual immorality, and all these things, they become pigs. Amen. May we not walk with pigs in the name of Jesus. And burning incense on the altar of brick. Who sits among the graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil? Who eat the flesh of pigs? And whose pot holds broth of impure meat? Who say, keep away, keep away, don't come near me, for I am too sacred for you. Such people are smoke in my nostrils, a fire. That keeps burning all day. May we not bring shame to God in the name of Jesus. See, because it's smoking God's nose. They keep on making God to be angry. When God breathes out that smoke, He kills them, eats them up. He burns them into pieces. May we not allow the wrath of God to come upon our lives. See, He stands written before me. I will not keep silent, but will pay back in full. I will pay it back into their laps, both your sins and the sins of your ancestors, says the Lord. Because they burned sacrifices on the mountains and defied me on the hills, I will measure into their laps the full payment for their former deeds. This is what the Lord says. As when Jews is still found in cluster of graves. And people say, don't destroy it. There is still a blessing in it. God is still patient. Amen. Amen. God is patient with, the peop- with his people. Amen. This parable that God is saying here. If you still leave grapes down, there are some that will get rotten. But if you remove the rotten one and you squeeze it, Excuse the other one, you can get juice inside it. So God is patient. He's still waiting for people 
that, 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 that will come together to worship and to serve him, that has his Holy Spirit in them, so that in the end, when he will come to do his work on earth, these people can be rescued in the name of Jesus. Among these graves are bad ones, but he said, I'm not going to destroy these graves like that. So he gave them uh, parables. And you can reference that in the book of Matthew, chapter 13, 13 to 43. Keeps us down. We are going to read it. Remind me. Okay? So we read that. Because of time, I'm trying to go through, glance through all these things. So will I do in behalf of my servant. I will not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah, those who will possess my mountains, my chosen people will inherit them, and there will my servant live. Sharon will become a pastor for the flock. Sharon that has been a place of trouble, now will become a pastor for the flock. Amen? And the valley of Accor, a resting place for herds, will be a place of peace and not of destruction. For my people who seek me, for the people who seek God, God is saying there shall be a time of refreshing for them. And may there be a time of refreshing for us in the name of Jesus. When we seek God, God himself will come in a wonderful way to reply. When God comes to reply you, then you live in abundance, abundance of peace, abundance of everything all around us. He said, but as for you, who forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain. As for you, I want you to underline it. Who forsake the Lord, may we not forsake God and forget his holy mountain. Like what we are doing here tonight, we are in God's holy mountain. May we not forget God in the name of Jesus. Who spread a table for fortune and fill bowls of mixed incenses. Instead of them being in a genuine place like this, a place of prayer in the mountain of the Lord, what do they do? They are full of fortune telling. They spread a bowl, bowls of mixed uh, uh, wine for destiny. They are fortune telling, telling people false things. He said, I will destiny you for the sword, and all of you will fail in the slaughter. For I called, but you did not answer. I spoke, but you did not listen. You did evil in my sight and chose what displeases me. May we not be in that class in the name of Jesus. You can see God is clear and distinct there. He's looking for people that will fear him. He's looking for people that will do his will. He's looking for people that will obey him. He's looking for people that will respect him. He's looking for people that are not hypocritical in their hearts. People that are genuine. These are the people that God is looking for. May we not be under the wrath of God in Jesus' name. He said, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My servant will eat, but you will go hungry. May that not be a portion. Because when we begin to be obstinate and begin to be disobedient children, then we fail in many ways. We will be eating, but it seems we will be reading the word of God. It will not make sense to us. What are we going to be eating that we will, not, we will still be hungry? The word of God will not bring taste anymore. Then you, you be the one that is talking against God. You be the one that is doing wrong, wrong things in God. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. He said, my servant will drink, but you will go thirsty. My servant will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. That will not be a portion in the name of Jesus. We'll be pure worshiper and the true worshiper of God. So that anything that we do, we continue to live in abundance. He said, my servant will sing out of the joy of their hearts, but you will cry out from anguish of hearts. That is not a portion 
and the and the whale and the wall in, in brokenness of spirit. You will leave your name. Uh, you will leave your name for my chosen ones to use in their curses. The sovereign Lord will put you to death. That is not a portion in the name of Jesus because we will continue to be faithful to God. Those are the portion for the unfaithful. He said, but to his servant, he will give another name. Whoever invokes a blessing in the land will do so by the one true God. Whoever takes an oath in the land will swear by the one true God. For the past troubles will be forgotten and hidden from my eyes. May God hear us in the name of Jesus. He said, a new heaven and a new earth. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. These are for the people that are living right. These are the people that God is creating a new heaven and a new earth. These are the people that when God will come to take us home, they will be partaker of these great events that is coming forth. These are the people that the new heaven and the new earth is created for. People that are doing right. People that love God. May we love God. May we do right. May we continue to follow his precepts. May we continue to do his will in the name of Jesus. He said a new earth. I, I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered. Nor will they come to mind. All the bad things that we have been doing because we are still working faithfully with God. God will forget all those things. We forget all our past. Nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and his people a joy. May that be a portion in Jesus' name. When Jerusalem becomes a delight, guess what happened? You will be desiring to come to the house of God like never before. You want to go to church, you want to bring everybody to church. People will see what God is doing in your life. And then it become a delight for you. You'll be reflecting God's glory. Then they too will be coming to know this God that is making you to be like this. When Jerusalem now becomes a shame, then you should watch yourself. The Jerusalem must be a delight in Jesus' name. And he said, I will rejoice over Jerusalem. God himself. When Jerusalem becomes our own delight, where we want to go to worship Him all the time, God Himself will be happy. Amen? God will be happy. Look at what is happening here tonight. God is happy with us. He's happy with our children that we are carrying along this journey. He's happy with the things that are happening. He's happy with all our contribution. He's happy to come and dwell in our midst. He's happy to come to the house, to see that this house, I'm reigning in this house, to see the house that God Himself is the King, to see the house that the, the husband is taking instruction. Then your house becomes a Jerusalem. He becomes the delight of God. He said, God will rejoice over your home. He will rejoice over the church. The Lord will take delight in the church. The Lord himself will live among the church. And things will become new. Because the church now is, is carrying God along in their journey. He said, the sound of weeping, of crying, will be heard in it no more. And this shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Because you have become the delight of the Lord. Things, new, new things, great, great things will be happening in our lives. He said, never again will there be in it. An infant who lived but a few days will not be buried. People will not be pregnant and when they give back their children die. It's not a portion. People will not be pregnant and they have miscarriages. No, because when God becomes the delight of Jerusalem, then things, beautiful things will be happening around Jerusalem. 
said, never will there be an infant who live but a few days. No, we won't give birth to such infants. Our pregnant women will be giving birth successfully. Our people that are around us will be doing great things in God. Our, our, our parents will be having enough and they will have plenty. And it says here, not an old man who does not live, who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. Underline it. This game that you are going for 100 save, God wants you to live up to 100 years. He doesn't want you to die along the road. Amen? God wants us to live around 100. So we must start all these things around us. And tell God, remind God all the time, I want to be your delight. I want to live for you. I want my children to live for you. You understand? If he tarries, because we have been thinking we want to live 100 years old, 100 and something years old. My grandmother had that grace. She lived 109 years old before she passed on. And many other people have that grace. They live 120 before they pass on. And they, they, their sense will be there. They will be talking sense. They will be talking correct. Things will be happening around them. Amen. That is the will of God for us. When we become uh, his delight. He says, the one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. The one who, f- who fails to reach a hundred will be considered a curse. They will not be a curse in Jesus' name. God is telling us that with long life he will satisfy us and we do mock work for him according to that book of Psalm 99. He said with long life he will satisfy us and we show us his salvation. There are many more people to be saved. When God gives us long life, he didn't give us long life so that we can be making our makeup. He didn't give us long life so that we have time to be gossiping. No. He didn't give us long life so that we can waste time or waste God's word. He gave us long, uh, uh, long life so that we can go to bring one soul to the kingdom. And it shall, be, it shall be, uh, come to pass concerning us in Jesus' name. When God is giving us that uh, uh, long life, we are not going to waste it. He said, the one who dies at 100 will be taught a mere child. The one who fails to reach a 100 will be considered a curse. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. He said, they will build houses and dwell in them. These have been, this is very important for us. Those of you that have not bought your homes yet, God promised good to us. Amen. Don't say, I mean, I'm undo. There is no way in home. Jump up. God is building houses for you. And he's building for everybody in Christ's tabernacle. Go and continue to buy houses in Jesus' name. He said they will plant vineyards and eat their fruits. No longer will they build houses and others have and others live in them. Or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. God is going to bless us with old age. Hallelujah. We will live long and we will be fruitful in our old age. In Jesus' name. We are not going to melt away. He said, my chosen ones will, will long enjoy the work of their hands. Can I ask you, when I was reading this scripture, I'm asking myself, what is the work of your hands? Is the work of your hand to destroy other people? Is the work of your hand to do evil? He said, God, what did he say? Let's read it together. He said, go on, go on, go on. I want to read it. Uh huh. Okay, let's read from 22. Children. 
So we enjoy the works of our hand. So if the works of your hand is evil, please stop from evil. Because he said we enjoy it. May you do good all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus. He said they will not labor in vain. Nor will they be our children doomed for misfortune. For there will be a people blessed by the Lord. We are a people blessed by the Lord. Amen. Amen. They and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. These are the faithful ones that God is talking about. These are the faithful ones that God is coming to take home. Hallelujah when the time comes. He said the wolf and the lamb will feed together. And the lion will eat straw like the ox. And dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm uh, nor destroy on all my holy mountain. He's talking about the peace of God that is going to be on earth when Christ comes to reign upon this planet earth. That's when lion and wolves will live together. Or lion and lamb will live together. Snake will not bite you anymore. We live a peaceful rest will come upon everybody. That is what God has created the earth for. But when man sins, then all these punishments are coming. May, may we dwell in the land of God and begin to be established in everything that we lay our hands on in Jesus' name. And I pray that sin will be far away from us in Jesus' name. Because it's only sin that will not make all these things to happen to us so that our life will be great. I rest my case here and I pray in the name of Jesus that everything that God said we should take, uh, get rid of, we get rid of them and be able to be focused on God and be able to do the will of God to the end in the name of Jesus. Uh, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And as for me and the whole house of Christ, Street Tabernacle, we shall do what? We shall serve the Lord in Jesus' name. May God give us ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying tonight. And it shall be well with us in Jesus' name. When next we meet, we are going to go to 66. I want us to read that. And we round out the book of Isaiah. Then, I've given a lot of you homework. Maybe I did not give you that homework here. The homework is, I want you to begin to write now. How the book of Isaiah has blessed you. You are going to write it. Everybody will read. It's not, you, from Isaiah 1 to, to 66, once we finish this 66, you'll be able to tell me, what are the things that have blessed you in the book of Isaiah? You know, Isaiah started with uh, all these uh, uh, curses and how the people were rebellion. And towards the end, it's taking us again. Towards how people are rebellion. It's only people that are not rebellion. So I want you to tell me about how that has really helped you. Because Isaiah, God sent Isaiah to go and tell them, he said, I reared children. He said, but they rebelled against me. Is it not happening in our lifetime here? Are people not rebelling against God? God saved them to serve Him. God saved them to reflect His glory. God saved them to, 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 to do great and mighty things. But instead, they are rebelling. And God said, this will happen. He even said in that book of Isaiah chapter 1, He said, boil, you come from their hair. Maybe some of you have forgotten. To their toe. Boil all over. That's what He said. They will never have peace. But as we go back to, towards the end of Hazana, as I say, as long as you follow me, as long as you are my disciples, as long as you do not allow sin in your life, greater expectation from me you will get. That's why he's talking that you will plant vineyard, you will have vineyard, you will this, all these things will happen to you, you will build houses. So why are you not building houses? Because God has blessed you already. You have decided not to sin. You cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. Now you can see there is something that God is talking to us, even from this book of fire. Sin, 
sin. And in one of that book of Isaiah, what did he say? He said, though your sins are as red as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. He said, come, let's reason together, says the Lord. God wants us to reason together with him. So God so much loves us that he's bringing us to know his scripture. So if there is any idol in us that continues to cause us to sin, that the word of God will not come to pass in our life, we begin to break down those idols. And it shall be well with us in the name of Jesus. I rest my case here. I don't know if Apostle want to yes. contribute anything. Just five minutes. Two, one major thing I want you to see parallel in these two scriptures is this scripture is a representation of the present day church too. There are two people God spoke about among his children. Those who mock those who are righteous. He spoke about those who have rejected him. And these people, anybody who tries to be righteous, they mock them. And you have heard in the church today, people who really want to serve God. And you see people who will look at you and say that um, your, your obeisance is too much. But then God now went further from that for um, 64 to 65. If I read two verses to you in 64, it says in verse 4, Since ancient times no one has heard, no one, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you, who act on behalf of those who wait on you. That's the statement there. If you wait on God, God will act on your behalf. Then the next verse also says, you come to the help of those who gladly do right. But if we go further to chapter 7, it began to say in uh, chapter 65, sorry. It began to say in verse 13. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My servant will eat, but you will go, go hungry. That is God distincting between those who serve him in the church and those who are who are um, imposed us. All right? God will make a difference between them. He says, those who serve God will eat, but why those who do not, who are not faithful to God, will go hungry? Then he says that um, those who serve God will drink, but those who are not faithful to God will be thirsty. They will be thirsty. And my servant will just, but, those, but you will be put to shame. Those who do not uh, keep, you know, God's command. But the bottom line of this is that I will say to all of us, the major weapon of Satan against the church are the people of the church who show a pretense of righteousness, but their attitudes are wayward. That is the greatest weapon of Satan. And those of you who decide that you're going to serve God, you must not respect man as to disobey God. Somebody suggests something to you, or is doing something that is wrong, and he wants you to validate it. You must confront that person. You read that throughout Isaiah, and tell that person right on the spot that what you are doing or what you have just done now is wrong. It is on Scripture. Whoever the person may be, don't size a person up when a person did something very wrong before you, and wanted you to validate their wrong. It could be in a situation where you and somebody was discussing, somebody came in, contravened this woman, and, you know, was accrediting this other person. You need to stop that, don't do that to me, because you have just ignored my sister. Do you get what I'm saying now? Okay. 
as, as little as that, or somebody doing an act to another person, and that act is not scriptural, and that person is looking at you and smiling, what is he looking for? Commendation. Tell the person what you have just done to your brother is not scriptural. So that you will not be partaker of evil. Because God will make distinction between those who are evil and those who are not. And we are not supposed to be. But in the church of God globally, you still have people of these same categories. People come to church, but the attitude are very much contrary. With those who strive all their life to satisfy the Lord. But we pray that all of us, our heart will be to satisfy the command of heaven. Shall we rise up together now?